Hi, and welcome to this six-part podcast on the power of the written and spoken word with our very special guest, writer, poet, and performance artist, Cecily Holland, author of All Who Sail In Us, Cecily, welcome. In this fourth episode, Cecily talks to us about the power of the written and spoken word. Uh, Literature acts as a form of expression for every author. How do you differ from conventional writers and poets? Well, basically, because I am... Working class, I think that's a big difference. And because I'm a lesbian as well, and because I'm my mother's daughter, so, and I'm outspoken. When I was at school, I just remembered this the other day, one of the teachers, she drove me mad, I couldn't abide her, and she dragged me out in front of the class one day, I was about 15, and she was really blazing with me. I don't, all I'd done was just shown her up for her stupidity or something like that, because she really annoyed me. And I just was picked at her, but only because she was so horrible. I didn't do it deliberately. So one day she she just about had enough of me and she dragged me out in front of the whole class and everyone was like, oh God, what is she gonna say? So she went right in my face and she said to me, you know your trouble, don't you, Cecily Holland? And I didn't say, no, what? Because I think she'd have hit me. So she said, you're too much of an individual. And to me, that was the best compliment I'd ever, ever had. <laughs> so I think that is, um, that is not, I'm not saying that it's because of her. Far from it, Mrs. Griffin, Dragon Griffin, she was horrible. No, it, um, that was just the way, it's just my personality and the way that I was sort of brought up. I was always brought up, my parents always emphasised that in us, to be, to stand up for yourself. So I think that's helped a lot. And um, and I've also, I've sort of, I've moved away. I've had to move away from conventional writers and poets because I, basically I find, I find them very, very boring. And, um, and I never read books. Uh, I think I've only read about 20 books in my entire life, including school books and comic annuals. I, I, I just don't get them. And, and I did um, a reading from, from my book. I had a book launch when I lived in Lancaster from my first book. And this bloke who I knew, who I'd just met, he was a builder, uh, Jeff called, and he came up to me afterwards and he was completely bowled away by me and slightly confused and hurt and puzzled. And I knew what, I knew what, was, what it was. And, and he was slightly angry as well, not with me. And he went, why are all books not like this? Why are they not like this? He said, this is real. I can read this book. This book is talking to me. It's talking to me. And he said, and other books, they just don't do that. And he, and he kept saying, why is that? Why is it? It was like asking me, like I had kept it from him. It was my fault or something all his life. And I just said, well, I know exactly what you're on about, Jeff. And I said, this is this is a trouble. The, the, way, the way it is. It's society, so it's, it's it's a closed door, really. And I think, particularly with poetry as well, like a lot of, up until the, the turning of the century, this last century, nearly all the poets were dead. And they were all men, they were all rich, they were all white, they were all pale and grey, whatever the expression is. And, and I think that it's, um, it's good, it, 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 it's such a good way and it's so sad, but it is changing the way poets, and a lot of po- poets as well, performance poets, I've noticed, and I don't know why they do it, why they think it's okay. And I don't mean to offend any poets who are listening, but, but just think about this. You keep doing the same tone of voice when you're reading your poems. 
I'm like, you just speak normally and don't speak like that. Speak properly. So that's one, one thing. Uh, and I find it a bit, I don't know, it's not real. Now, I, my some of my poems, poems, it's funny because I do one, I do one about me having having MS, having multiple cirrhosis, um, which some people think that's, is is my is their favourite of my poems, um, because I think it's quite funny actually. And one of one of the one of the lines I'll just tell you a bit of it. It says it starts off. It says I can't remember how many years. Fourteen years ago, I was diagnosed with MS. So that's it. A primary progressive multiple sclerosis. Uh, now take these bright orange tablets three times a day and fuck off. The doctor did say. So that's. That is part of the beginning of that poem, which I think is quite funny, real. Um, and another one I've done about Earth, about the environment, the planet, Mother Earth, um, how awful it is and no one's doing anything about it. Uh, and then I do one called What an Eaten Mess, about all these um, Etonians, people who've been to, to Eton, public, private school, ru- ruling, ruining this country. That's that one. It's quite like, and um, and I've done one on um, on men and, and not showing their how sad it is that they can't show their emotions and how much suicide there is, and how massive it is. And um, one of my, my great nephews took his own life uh, in October last year, and he was only twenty, and that was really really awful and and he struggled so much with with his emotions and with his mental health and and i just felt so much more could have been done uh so i wrote about that and um and one of the po- one of the poems which is bizarre in a way well the poem itself isn't really bizarre but when i perform it they love it of all my poems this seems to be the best and it's called it's your sister and it's about me having 10 sisters so it just goes through all that um, and each line starts with it's your sister who lives your sister blah blah and every time I perform it it gets the most the most laughs and the most cheers and the most claps out of well not out of all but quite regularly it is the favourite which tickles me quite a bit and then afterwards when people come up to me they put the and I can hear as I'm performing it and it's only people who've got a sister who react to it. And I can hear, as I'm performing, I can hear people in the audience going, oh, that's you, Dave, that's you, <laughs> that's your sister, like this. And, and then they'll come up to me afterwards and, t- and they talk to me. And it won't be particularly the one about, well, it will, the mental health ones. I do quite feel mental health as well. And a lot of people come up to me and really love those and thank me for writing it and performing it. But it always tickles me that people come up to me and they go, Oh, it's your sister. Oh, that poem. Oh, and this and it always, it always tickles me. It always makes me laugh. So yeah, and I think uh, words, literature, you know, it, it's good and it needs it. And like Oscar Wilde, I I like his 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 not that much of his stuff, but I do like his sayings and his his words of wisdom and things like that. I think it's funny. And um, Maya Angelou, I think she has inspired and given a lot of hope and strength to a lot of women. So through your your particular poetry and your writing, how would you see, how would you want societal change to be? How would you want your writing itself to influence society as a whole? I'd like it. I'd like it. To be massive, actually, really massive. But there's a there's a young Asian woman, Rupi Kaur. She's an Asian woman. Did I just say that? 
Canadian and she's written a few, about three books and she's sold millions and her influence on particularly on women it's been incredible such and I, in some ways i'd like to be like like her or an older version of her or me i'd just like to be me really and i'd like it to be for everybody for men for women for children everybody yeah i'd like to thank cecily holland for her amazing contribution to this podcast series and a thank you to her publicist caroline brennan for setting this all up you can find more about cecily's work on amazon and instagram see you in the next episode on the power of the written and spoken word thanks for listening